Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is indeed our guide. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Furthermore, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we're out of town broadcasting live on the road, as we will be doing for the next many days. In fact, we've been on the road for 10 days so far. Go home tonight, take a day or two break, and on the road again. Feel like Willie Nelson, man. <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. As you know, when it comes to Liberty Roundtable Live, it is all about God, family, and country. It's all about the protection of life, liberty, and property as well. And man, we had a great time at the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, even though we believe their tyrannical agenda of forcing vaccination proof via your vaccination card or passport, whatever you want to call it, mandated vaccinations or via your negative COVID uh, PCR tests. And of course we opted to the PCR tests. People thought we were very weird and strange. We're certainly out of the norm, but the masses in the media absolutely allowing, as far as I can tell, literally doubling down in defense of vaccination mandates. Now you can say, well, wait a minute. Uh, the mandates got shut down in court. Sam, you don't have them anymore. Yeah, but when you have a massive organization like the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, literally forcing vaccines or you cannot attend their show or forcing a vaccination proof, a card, and or a negative COVID test, it's virtually being shoved down your throats. You might call it a virtual mandate, right? The World Health Organization, ladies and gentlemen, is building a global vaccine passport plan. And sadly, private sector, states, everybody's going along. The federal government tried to mandate it, got shut down in the courts, but that doesn't stop private sector organizations and or businesses from virtually mandating it really backdoor, if you will, right? States are doing so. They claim it's all volunteer. You go to your health care provider, uh, you get a COVID shot, you get vaxxed, then they document it for you. They simply give you a QR code and say, hey, here's proof that you can show. And so backdoor de facto mandates happening, ladies and gentlemen, it's a serious problem. In fact, it's so pervasive, so uh, in your face, so organized and virtually mandated. I don't know if you know this, but the Association of Broadcasters organization is providing a vaccination education toolkit. This online toolkit provides, they say, research, sample messaging, and suggested tactics to help global journalists craft what do you call it they call it vaccine messages that will best resonate with their audiences but really to a great degree it becomes vaccine propaganda is what it becomes ladies and gentlemen it is serious they say this is provided as a national 
uh, resource by the National Association of Broadcasters, along with these other groups, these drug, big pharma companies or whatever else. They're all teaming up with this, quote, vaccine education toolkit. It's really propaganda. It's Q&A. It's talking points. It's the NAB is a proud member of what they call the COVID Collaborative. NAB.org slash vaccine if you want to learn more about what I'm talking about. NAB, like National Association of Broadcasters. NAB.org slash vaccine. I find it very concerning. Anyway, we discussed that in hour one of the broadcast yesterday. Hour two, we doubled down and joined in simulcast with the Sheriff Mack show. Sam Bushman and the good Sheriff Richard Mack co-hosting that show. Simulcast on, of course, Liberty Roundtable Live. We had an incredible guest on, Dr. Mark Sherwood. And he's a candidate for the Oklahoma State Governor, Sherwood2022.com, to learn more about the good doctor, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Dr. Mark is a certified naturopathic doctor, uh, an ND, if you will, and his wife, Michelle, is a doctor as well. Uh, She's a doctor of what, uh, anyway, she's a doctor as well, I guess. They both founded what they call the Let's see, Functional Medical Institute, a full-time wellness-based medical practice in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They do a great job, the two of them. Uh, I don't know if you know, but they basically wrote three books. They put together three film documentaries. I mean, their efforts are just amazing. And uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood is a multi-talented guy, I'm telling you right now. Not only is he a a doctor, but Mr. Sherwood is a 24-year retired veteran of the Tulsa Police Department. Where he, large, where he logged well over a decade of courageous service on the department's SWAT team. Pretty interesting kind of deal, right? The guy doesn't run away from the shots. He runs to them. He's the one of the first guys to go through the door, being the first to take on the issues. He's not afraid of nothing. Anyway, great guy, wonderful interview. Um, you know, there are three authored three best-selling Amazon books. Mark says it's all about leadership and not about politics. He believes in an Oklahoma first policy and a secure and self-sustaining state. He doesn't want a state, ladies and gentlemen, that is dependent on the federal government. He's willing to take on controversy head on and get it done. And he clearly says, look, the bottom line is it's the deep state against the rest of us. Forget the left-right paradigm. There's a lot of good people that are... I don't know what you want to call them, fake conservatives, pseudo conservatives. Uh, and really, we got a problem with that because they, they mean well. They get a lot of good government headlines. Why do I say government headlines? Because the media is just carrying the ball for the government. That's why. Where these conservative guys, supposedly, there's great headlines about them. But when the push comes to shove, when we're in the trenches, right, that's kind of the problem. Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are two great examples of this. Um, you know what? They've got some great things they do. I admit that. But you also have headlines that they're glowing conservatives, and frankly, they're not. Ron DeSantis has a lot of good things about him. But you know what? Behind the scenes, he's been swallowing some poison pills, vaccine mandates, and others. Anyway, we talked about that in detail. And I'm not here to attack Ron DeSantis, but I am here to make a point. These guys are only somewhat conservative. And I'll give you an example. You know, what is... Um, Ron DeSantis really done to promote ivermectin, one of the greatest treatments ever known against COVID. You can say, no, Sam, that's horse poop. That doesn't work. You know what? That's the lie you've heard from the mainstream press. 
That's exactly what I'm talking about. And there's a lot of ideas that, that they don't really embrace. You know, let's expose the fraud of the CDC. Let's expose the fraud of the World Health Organization, the WHO. Let's expose the fraud of the uh, National Institutes of Health, NIH, or the Health and Human Services, HHS, or, you know, the vaccine passports, vaccine mandates. You know, on one hand, you know, Ron DeTant is very critical of the vaccinations. But on the other hand, did he sign legislation that could really advance vaccinations? Um, as far as we understand, he did. And so it's very duplicitous. It's very hard to follow. It's very difficult to understand how conservative are these people really? Is Ron gunning for a 2024 or 2028 bid? Time will tell if he's going to run for president. Anyway, a great show with Dr. Mark Sherwood uh, running for governor of the great state of Oklahoma. And he basically says, Governor Stitt, great guy, but not conservative enough, not constitutional enough. How much do these conservatives really understand the Constitution, like a Donald Trump, like a Ron DeSantis, like a Governor Kevin Stitt or some of these governors? They do a great job in many ways. They're standing up for pro-life to the best of their ability. I commend them for their work, but they're not conservative enough to save the country. They might be conservative enough to slow down socialism and communism and tyrannical agenda by governments, but are they conservative enough? Are they constitutional enough? Are they oath-keeping enough to stop those things that would destroy the greatest country on the face of the earth? See, that's the part where, you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and others such as myself would say, look, they're not enough. I mean, I appreciate their efforts, don't get me wrong, but it isn't enough. We can't just go for socialism light. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't just, instead of going 90 mile an hour towards socialism, just reduce it to 50, but we're still going that direction. We have got to put a halt to the con game. We've got to change directions. A 180, baby. So anyway, great interview yesterday with Mark. If you want the video archive of that, you can go to brighteon.com because, of course, it's carried on brighteon.tv live every Tuesday, the Sheriff Mack Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. Now, Liberty Roundtable, the audio version, uh, can be found over at brighteonradio.com, libertyroundtable.com, or uh, also at lovingliberty.net. And Loving Liberty has the live uh, feed, has the archives of the broadcast via podcast, has the phone apps, the Android app and the iPhone app. Download those for free, incredible free, live and on-demand talk radio at your fingertips. Uh, but they also, at uh, LovingLiberty.net, have a bunch of other incredible shows around the clock on radio. And in addition to our live 24-7 radio stream, a bunch of podcasts that are just tremendous. Tom Woods, many others to make the point. All right, so there you have that. And that is a recap of yesterday's show. We talked a lot about the National Association of Broadcasters. We talked about the vaccines. We talked about a lot of people attending the show. Uh, the show's not near as big as it used to be, though. Um, it used to be they had the West Hall, the North Hall, the South Hall. I guess they didn't have a West Hall. They had the North Hall, North Hall, the Central Hall, the South Hall before. Now they got the West Hall. But the South Hall was completely closed when I went over there yesterday. So I don't think the show's as big as it used to be, but there's sure a lot of people here. Tens of thousands, I'll tell you that. Back in seconds, Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman.
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use continues now, ladies and gentlemen. Is the Food and Drug Administration, in other words, is the FDA, actually interested in harming the health of Americans? Sadly, I believe the answer is a resounding yes, they are. The FDA is in bed with Big Pharma. Uh, Big Pharma, the FDA, all in bed with the media. It's a big, big pharma drug fest, folks out there. And I don't believe the FDA has our interest in mind at all. I think at the beginning, they had a great agenda for the FDA, which was, hey, let's keep things safe and effective for the American people. But I believe big pharma has literally bought off and controlled the unconstitutional agency uh, to the point where the FDA is actually interested in harming Americans, not helping Americans at all. You want some evidence? You want some proof? You want some double-down documentation? All right, here it is. There's a few headlines that you need to understand and be aware of. <clears throat> Headline, FDA renews, quote, horse smear as ivermectin trends on Twitter. Yeah, the agency tweets, quote, hold your horses, y'all. On drugs successfully treating COVID. Art Moore with WND.com. The story basically is this. There's a big battle now between uh, those frontline doctors those thousands of physicians who are being shut down and demonetized and ridiculed and mocked and their licenses threatened and everything else because they're convinced ivermectin helps reduce and eliminate COVID and your government in bed with the mainstream press. Okay, the battle is on and it's been on for quite a while, as you know, but it's now reaching a fever pitch. Why? 
Well, because now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, uh, people believe it's a bastion of freedom now. People are going, hey, man, let's tell the truth about ivermectin. Well, interestingly enough, those truisms are where the battle lines are being drawn. All right, so Dr. Pierre Corey then fired back on Twitter when, uh, you know, your government literally tweeted, hey, hold your horses. They're literally trying to say, hey, it, you know what? Ivermectin has not been approved for people. It's just horse poop kind of a thing. Remember all this, right? Well, Dr. Pierre Corey, who has testified to the Senate of the effectiveness of ivermectin against COVID-19, he fired back on Twitter. He said, you are not a horse. You are not a cow. You are Big Pharma's ass, he tweeted. The FDA, he wrote, was messaging, quote, BS by citing the corrupt studies that they've highlighted while ignoring 82 different trials, including 33 randomized controlled trials with 129,000 patients over 27 different countries showing that ivermectin is indeed effective. Massive benefits of ivermectin in treating COVID-19. So he finished his tweet. This is Dr. Pierre Corey by saying this. Stop lying, man. People are dying, he wrote, adding a hashtag, the treatment works. Pierre Corey, um, at Pierre Corey is where you can learn more about his tweets or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Um, Pierre Corey is spelled P-I-E-R-R-E, capital K, O-R-Y, okay? So it's capital P, Pierre Corey, capital P, capital K, Perry, P-I-E-R-R-E, then Corey, K-O-R-Y. Anyway, hashtag Pierre Corey. All I'm telling you is that Pierre Corey is doing a great job firing back against the FDA, uh, but the mainstream press just carrying, just gleefully carrying these lies about ivermectin. Doesn't help, no good, all studies show it's bogus. Well, that's the manipulated narrative in the United States by Twitter, by Facebook, by Instagram, by your mainstream press, uh, CNN, NBC, ABC, whoever, right? Fox News, they're all lying to you. Pierre Corey taking them on virtually single-handedly. And you know what? Around the world, there's news in defense of ivermectin big time, okay? He says, stop lying, man. People are dying. The FDA is messaging BS by citing one corrupt story while study while then ignoring all these other trials and studies around the world. It's a very, very riveting discussion about the truth. And the hearts and the minds uh, of people are at stake here is Pierre Corey's point. That's why he says, hey, people are dying, man. Quit lying about this, right? Now, understand that social media platforms have been stifling conversations about ivermectin. Ivermectin. Now listen carefully. While California pushed potentially precedent-setting legislation to punish doctors who dare question the phony studies like Pierre Corey's doing, threatening the loss of their medical licenses. So my question for Twitter, for Instagram, for all these big social media services, and for the mainstream press, look, if you're convinced that the FDA is telling you the truth about ivermectin, 
why do we need to suppress Dr. Pierre Corey's information and research? Why do we need to suppress stories around the world in the media that highlight these studies that show that it's safe and effective? Why do we need to shut down that debate, right? Why do we have to do that, right? Why do we got to let everybody down or shut everybody down if, if they know they're on the right side of it? Do they have to shut us down? Right? Early treatment works, right? And that's kind of the point. And you know what? Early treatment with ivermectin absolutely works. And when you look at the studies that the FDA put out or the studies that the World Health Organization or some of these other groups have put out, you find out that, number one, they don't use enough ivermectin. They don't use the amounts cited in the other studies. So, of course, it doesn't work. Or oftentimes in the studies, they apply it too late. Or oftentimes they have the same drug, so there's not really a double-blind study. We go on and on and on to the reasons that the studies are showing different results. But Pierre Corey is literally catching them at it and saying, look, your results are disingenuous. You're not telling people really the truth on this at all. And that's kind of the problem that we're seeing. But why would the government, why would the media, why would, why would they shut us all down for telling the truth? Why don't they let all of us say what we want to say, tweet what we want to tweet, you know, put on the gram what we want, etc. And why don't they let the court of public opinion decide based on knowledge and information? Right? That's kind of the real question that I have. Um, and Elon Musk questioning this very, very thing, saying, hey, you know what? Why do we shut down everybody's free speech? Uh, remember, I got kicked off Twitter. Uh, they suspended my account is the way they call it. They'll be glad to reinstate it if I uh, pull down my tweet or apologize for my tweet or whatever. I won't do it. Because all that happened is in Israel, uh, more people are dying from the COVID vaccines than are dying from the COVID itself. And there was a report in LifeSite News and a report from some Israeli newspapers, well-known mainstream newspapers, highlighting this truth. Well, I decided to brief you on that truth. Twitter shut me down over it saying, hey, I'm peddling you know, COVID falsehoods or whatever, right? Well, that's where the battle lines are being drawn. But what I'm saying to you is why do we need to worry about uh, shutting down the opposition. If, if they're on the right side of the, of the history or whatever you want to say, if they've got the facts on their side, the truth shall make them free, shall it not? You know, so uh, Pierre Corey saying, stop lying, man. People are dying. That's right. And when these social media platforms stifle conversations, why? Uh, black box algorithms is the term being used for this, where they basically have secret algorithms that stop my views, stop my narrative from being shared, but promote the narrative of the opposition, promote the lie narratives, right? And so you've got to really dig in and kind of understand this. Why do they want to control the debate like that? Why is California and others putting place in place legislation that would threaten the license of these doctors that want to use um, medications um, that are, that are uh, rebranded or reused for different purposes? In other words, a new disease comes along, a new problem, a new whatever, health issue. And then they repurpose drugs for those purposes. That's what ivermectin has done. Look, ivermectin was used as a dewormer. Ivermectin was used uh, internationally for other reasons, and it has been for a long time. It was considered a wonder drug for those things, right? 
Well, why, um, when they repurpose the drug and say, hey, can it be used for ivermectin, they do these blind you know, studies, dozens, dozens, dozens of them. Why, ladies and gentlemen, you've got 82 trials, including 33 randomized trials. All these are being ignored, right? So that's kind of the point that I'm getting at. Why, why do that? Because they know what we know. What do we know? That they're lying to you. And that they, the, 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 the lies that they have cannot withstand the scrutiny of honest, open debate. All right, when we get back, Ben Swans doubled down, all right, on this black box reality. Musk buys Twitter. Will he reveal black box algorithms? Let's talk about it. We'll do it in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Prepare for a major recession. That's the warning from Deutsche Bank based in Germany, which first predicted only a mild recession was coming. Their economists now say there's better than a 50% chance a major recession will hit America next year. Polish and Bulgarian officials said Tuesday that Russian energy company Gazprom informed them it was suspending natural gas supplies to the two countries for their refusal to pay in Russian rubles. The cutoffs took effect today. European leaders said they would not comply, arguing that it violated the terms of contracts. President Biden, in a meeting with House Democrats, said that he's poised to take significant action to relieve student loans, a move that would strain inflation and the national debt. The current number sits at $1.7 trillion nationwide. Representative Tony Cardenas, the Democrat from California, initially raised the issue with Biden during their meeting. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. A police officer in the George Floyd death is now seeking a new trial. An attorney representing former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is filing an appeal for a new trial. The 82-page appeal argued several reasons why Chauvin could not have received a fair trial in Minneapolis for the murder of George Floyd. Chauvin's attorney says jurors felt pressure over further protests and riots by Twin Cities residents if the former officer was acquitted. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Three-month-old Brandon Cuellar was found Tuesday morning nearly 24 hours after San Jose police and the FBI say he was taken from his grandmother's home while she was bringing in groceries. Police had been searching for a man seen in a surveillance video, and it was a tip that finally got Brandon back home. Three suspects are now in custody. 
For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So Twitter uh, at first swallowed a poison pill, said, hey, we're not going to let Elon Musk take over the platform. But now the board of directors obviously saying, yes, we'll let him buy it for $44 billion. But when people found out that the board caved, that the poison pill wouldn't really be, um, I guess, completely swallowed or exercised, whatever word you want to say, uh, the liberals just absolutely melted down. Uh, you know, they're, the liberals are just crazy. One liberal's like, I just want to throw up now. They believe that Elon Musk is going to absolutely ruin the world. He's going to let people absolutely say and think and believe what they want to. And I'm telling you, the liberals are just absolutely coming unhinged, psychotic over this. They're losing their minds over this thing. I mean, it's shocking. Anyway. Um, I find it fascinating that they're just that crazy about it, as if Elon Musk is going to be the savior and is going to really just really open this all up. Will Elon Musk open this up? Will he really allow free speech? He says that he will. He says that he's going to follow the law. He says we can't even have a functioning democracy. The history is, uh, or the future of the nation is in jeopardy if we don't get this solved. Da, 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 da. I appreciate, appreciate Elon Musk. But the more these big wigs get into and control the media, the more these, quote, fat, cat, rich guys control, I don't have a lot of trust. Elon Musk might do better than Twitter's done in the past. But if you believe this is going to be the free, free, free speech bastion of the world, I don't buy it. I don't think so. I just don't accept that. Okay? I, you know, I don't. Um, because I don't believe that you can look at kings. I don't believe that is your savior. And I appreciate that Jeff Bezos is in the media. Bill Gates is in the media. Uh, Donald Trump wants to be in the media. Uh, you know, the MyPillow CEO uh, is in the media. Uh, now you got uh, Elon Musk that wants to get into the media. Who's next? I mean, is it just the media of the rich giants taking each other on? How many of them really believe in free speech in a meaningful way? Right? And, you know, believe it or not, Elon Musk would probably get more done uh, with his money, a better bang for his buck if he were to back people like us in the media and give us real funding as opposed to just owning his own media company. Is it going to be better to do what Mike Lindell did and build your own media company? Or is it going to be better to do what Donald Trump's supposedly doing with his media company? By the way, I haven't heard much about that from Donald Trump. You know, Does he even have a media company? Is it really going to get launched? Are you using it? How successful it is? How many people are on Donald Trump's platform? Uh, literally, how long has it been? Since we heard that he was going to build a media company. He also said... See, um, uh, the New York Times would go under because they're so horrible he was going to sue them out of existence. And this is what Donald Trump claims. I don't see any of that happening. All I see is big wigs in bed with big tech taking over the media. Anyway, I digress, except to say, do you believe that Elon Musk will really make the difference that they claim he's making? The liberals are absolutely losing their mind. But here's my fundamental question. At first, the liberals lost their minds. They say they're going to swallow a poison pill. Uh, the people are, you know, hey, we're not going to let Musk do this. And then all of a sudden there was an about face, 180 degrees. Nope, we're not going to do it. Now it's like, yep, all good. 
Let's let him buy it with a 37% premium. Let's all get rich on the deal. What made these people change their mind? Are they really against Elon Musk buying Twitter as much as they want you to believe? Are they really against Donald Trump being in the media as much as they want you to believe? Are they really wanting you to believe that Donald Trump was the enemy of the world? And that, by golly, look, they all made millions of dollars. Millions and in fact, half the media liberal organizations are afloat because of Donald Trump's promoting of them in the first place. They promoted Donald to the presidency and he promoted them and gave them unprecedented viewers, readers, listeners, and the like. Okay, there's a quid pro quo going on between the fat cats and the media. The media promotes them. The more they promote it in the media, the more popular and famous and, and more money they generate. The more money they generate, they then you know, back the media, and they seem to have this love-hate relationship, but in the end, everybody gets rich and the American people get fleeced. In the end, the mainstream press tells these lies and has these fake battles in the media about nothing important. Donald Trump's a pervert. He touched a girl uh, or a woman. You know, Donald did this. You know, Elon Musk did that. So-and-so did this. So -so, Bill Gates is this. this is and none of those things matter, darn. They don't matter a tinker's darn. The fact is, folks, we're losing our country over the culture war. And you tell me, what has Elon Musk been doing to stop the murder of babies? Huh? The pro-life issues top in my mind. Center stage. What has Elon Musk done? What has Bill Gates done? What has Donald Trump done? Well, Donald Trump has done some good. Let's give him some credit. What are these fat cats doing, though, to jettison the pro-life? I'm sorry, to jettison the pro-death in favor of of the pro-life view what have they really done for that take honest money then what have they really done to move us to constitutional currency any of these fat cats right so pro-life and money are those two of the top issues i think they are what about education you know what has elon musk really done what has donald trump really done what has bill gates really done what has jeff bezos really done should i keep going on what do they have really done to promote competition uh, in education, or school choice, as some like to call it, or better yet, shutting down government schools, shutting down the education department at the federal level. What have these guys really done to accomplish that? And when I look at education, ladies and gentlemen, right? When I look at education, I don't see that they've done anything. All that we've done is talked since the Reagan days about the Republican part of getting rid of the education department but they've had control of congress the house the senate the white house the courts um they've had control of that many times since the reagan days right but they never got rid of the department of education in fact it's gotten worse over time more and more and more funding more and more tyrannical agenda propaganda education going on more and more promotion of socialism of communism of whatever tyrannical agendas are next perverted sexual reality, gender manipulation, gender euphoria, gender bender ideas, uh, ideas about racism that we're all racist. Look, I've been at the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. It is a melting pot from around the world of different cultures and races and people and religion and everything. And there's no racism going on, folks. Okay, we've stood side by side in lines with black people, with Asian people, with people from Belgium and England and all around the world. And there's nobody not getting along everybody's happy to be together happy to celebrate life and humanity and experiences and uh, uh, this lie about racism that everybody's a racist is just bogus 
Okay, it's an agenda they want to promote as they try to divide and conquer all of us. Don't let them do it. But really, what have these guys done when it comes to pro-life? What have they done when it comes to uh, education? How about your right to keep and bear arms, your Second Amendment or your First Amendment? What have they done to keep churches open? What has Donald Trump, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mike Lindell, all these new media moguls, what have they done to keep religious liberty alive in America? How about your peacefully assemble idea? All that really happened to the peacefully assemble idea is Donald Trump said, everybody come to Washington and make sure we have truth and accountability in elections. What happened? It ran off the rails. Everybody got called terrorists and everybody got called a domestic threat. Wow. Everybody's involved in a great insurrection, right? What about your school board meetings? They said, hey, the education system's off the rails. Don't go to Washington, D.C. This time, go to your local school board and double down in defense of what we hold dear. The traditional American values, right? Well, what did Donald Trump, Jeff Bezos, right, Elon Musk, all these people, what did they do to really help their, nothing. Y'all went down and complained to your uh, city school board or your your, um, school district there, your school board, local is all get out. And what happened? You found out that your government at the most local level, the school board, is in bed with the FBI, the Justice Department, and the CIA, and they're literally going to double down and call you a terrorist. And then what's going to happen? Donald's going to tweet. Hey, man, well, he can't tweet yet. Hopefully, Elon Musk will let him tweet, right? But he sends out a message that says, hey, man, you know, I'm going to be getting into the media. Oh, yeah, Donald, really? When? When is your media company going to launch, Donald? Now you're going to depend on Elon Musk to get you back on Twitter? Well, Elon might get you back on Twitter. I hope he does. And I hope, Donald Trump, you can say and think and believe what you want to. But I'm I'm just telling you, are these people really doubling down? Donald Trump was going to lock up Hillary. Nothing happened to Hillary. In the next hour, I'll dig in and just show you how bad it really is. But nobody created accountability for Hillary Clinton. So look, if you're not going to defend your Second Amendment rights, which are being violated left and right, if you're not going to defend the pro-life view, the most innocent among us, the babies, if you're not going to abolish the education department, if you're not going to return us to honest money, if you're not going to you know, double down in defense of the five guarantees of the First Amendment, free speech, freedom to assemble, freedom of religion, right? Um, freedom of the press. What are you going to double down in defense of? So I look at these rich cats, and I don't really see that they're doing a whole lot. I really don't. So I don't have a lot of confidence that even if they get into the media, that it will make a big difference. Now, I thought the poison pill was going to work against Elon Musk, and he was not going to be able to obtain Twitter. What made them do an about-face? Was it just money? Or do they have a quid pro quo behind the scenes? Don't know, but time will tell. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. 
I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live. So I'm saying, what made Twitter do a 180? At first, they were going to swallow a poison pill. There's no way in Hades that, you know what, we're going to let Elon Musk, the conservative, get a hold of Twitter. Then all of a sudden, now they did a 180. There's a 37% premium, they say, and he bought it for $44 billion. A little bit of change, right? Uh, but on the break, I mentioned, what about that 180? Why would they do that 180? And, and uh, Cameron, uh, my producer on the break, was saying, you know what? What they might do is just sell it to Elon. Let him buy it. Let him crank it up. Let him uh, get rid of all the uh, dishonest algorithms and you know, let free speech start to reign. And then the liberals will boycott it, create their own new service. Uh, and just bashing down Twitter to, to decrease its value. Might it be a fleecing of Elon Musk? I don't know. I don't know what will happen. Time, time will tell. But I know this. I don't see that Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Donald Trump, um, Mike Lindell, I don't see that a lot of these people really are taking on the real issues that we need to restore America. Oh, they're like Fox and CNN of yesteryear in the sense that they have polar opposite deliveries. Uh, you know, Mike Lindell delivers a lot of news, folks. He really does. But where has he really moved the needle, so to speak? What's the difference between my offerings and Mike Lindell's offerings? Well, Sam, he's talking to a lot more people than you are. That's right. And he's put a lot more money into it than I have, too. But in the end of the day, what has he really done to change, move the needle on vote fraud? Do we have the accountability? Well, he's exposed a lot of stuff, Sam. He's gotten a lot out there. You're right, and good on him for it. Good on him for it. But I don't really see that these guys have moved the needles as much as we had hoped. I think they're kind of like the Fox of yesteryear. Let's put together an opposition network that makes you believe that they're, you know, conservative, uh, like a Glenn Beck show or a, a Rush Limbaugh show or a, uh, whatever, where they really dig down and they really talk great. They really do in many cases. But at the end of the day, they don't really push for the right things at the right times. Just think what of a difference we can make if enough of us in the media were really honestly united 
and getting something done. But hey, I reach out to Mike Lindell people and I say, hey, I'd like to work with you guys. What can I do to help? And they simply ignore me. I say, what can we do to interview Mike Lindell or interview some of the people on your network and, and promote what you're doing? Oh, we don't have time for you. Hey, what can I do to go to your uh, you know event about uh, vote fraud and stuff? Oh, you can't go, Sam. You need credentials. Well, wait, I have credentials and no response. All right, bottom line is Musk buys Twitter. A lot of people are hailing it as a wonderful, incredible thing. Others are saying, no, he'll ruin the world. I, see, I don't believe either are true. I believe he'll get a hold of Twitter now. I, I thought he wouldn't at first, but for some reason, the liberals seem to be willing to work with him now. They seem to be, they're going to riot about it and complain, but behind the scenes. So they're going to riot about Donald Trump and the media, but yet, yet they're going to use their media to give him so much coverage, billions of dollars in coverage to where he gets elected. Then they take him down, just showing the power of the media, right? Well, will Elon Musk put Donald Trump back on Twitter? I don't know. But what I do know, ladies and gentlemen, is it sounds good. It sounds, man, we're almost, if we just get um, Musk to buy Twitter, then we'll have the free blogosphere we had hoped for forever. No, you won't. No, you won't. Social media platforms have been stifling conversations. And here's how we'll know. You ready to know how we will know the truth, ladies and gentlemen? Elon Musk has talked about this black box algorithm stuff. You say, what the heck is that? Well, we're going to have Ben Swan explain all this. But ladies and gentlemen, Musk buys Twitter. Will he reveal the black box algorithms? Elon ben Musk Swan owns Twitter. You've probably heard that by now. It's an important first step toward restoring free speech. But there is something Elon Musk can do that has a much bigger effect than just on one social media platform. He can reveal Twitter's black box algorithms and in doing so could undo so much of the damage being caused by censorship across social media. I'm Ben Swan. This is Truth in Media. Hey guys, welcome to the show. So Elon Musk now owns Twitter, buying it for some $44 billion, and he says he's going to make it better than ever. Let's certainly hope so. But there is so much that Elon Musk can do that goes beyond just one single platform, and that's through the single act of unveiling what has been hidden for so long, Twitter's black box algorithms. It's something he could not do in a publicly traded company, but he can do as he takes Twitter private. We're going to talk about all that in just a minute. But before we do, a shout out to our partner for this episode, FinestKnown.com. FinestKnown is home to rare antiques, ancient coins, and lost treasure. Did you know that wealthy individuals and even investment firms are buying up rare coins? They're doing it to hold on to wealth and watch the value of those items grow. FinestKnown has an offer for you to own your own piece of rare antique coins. If you go to FinestKnown.com slash swan, S-W-A-N-N, you can own a piece of Civil War treasure that was lost at sea for only $129. Plus, you'll receive this book, Lost Gold of the Republic. Again, a special offer at finestknown.com slash swan, S-W-A-N-N. So back to this story, and $44 billion later, Elon Musk is now the owner of Twitter, something that many people believed would not happen because Twitter seemed like they were going to initially reject that offer. Although Twitter was initially expected to turn down Musk's $44 billion offer to buy the social platform, Reuters, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times all reported over the weekend that both sides were close to reaching a deal. After Musk made his offer on Wednesday, Twitter put a so-called poison pill in place which would prevent him from increasing his stake in the company 
beyond 15%, according to the Wall Street Journal. So Musk went forward and bought the entire thing, and he's taking it away from being a publicly traded company and now making it a private company. You know, becoming a private company means so much more than just Elon Musk outright owning Twitter. And it means a lot more than just the ability to restore accounts that have been deplatformed, accounts like that of former President Donald Trump or Project Veritas or the Babylon Bee or so many other countless accounts that have been removed and purged from Twitter's platform. This story, this move by Elon Musk is so much bigger than that, even though those are very important things to have happen. But the biggest issue here is the issue of Twitter's algorithms. A self-described free speech absolutist, Musk told the audience at a recent TED event in Vancouver, Canada, that Twitter should permit unconstrained expression, though it should do so within the line of the law. Quote, in my view, Twitter should match the laws of the country, Musk said, acknowledging reasonable legal caps on free speech like direct incitement to violence or shouting fire in a crowded theater. But going beyond that and having it to be unclear who's making the changes to where, having tweets mysteriously be promoted and demoted with no insight into what's going on, having a black box algorithm promote some things and not other things, I think this can be quite dangerous, Musk said. Quote, my strong intuitive sense is that having a public platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is extremely important to the future of civilization, he added. And to that point, Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter is so much bigger than just this one platform. It is the opportunity to pull back the curtain on this black box algorithm that has been controlling so much of social media. Now remember that when we've talked about algorithms in the past, one of the steps that was taken when Elon Musk first said that he was going to purchase these 9% of shares in Twitter, he was offered a board seat, and that was a trick. The reason it was a trick is because by becoming a member of the board, part of the agreement is that Musk would never reveal any of the proprietary systems that belong to Twitter. That includes its algorithms. So what was the point of that? Well, the point of that was to keep secret what Twitter has been doing, which has been an attempt to completely shape and control the public discourse coming across its platform. And Twitter's not the only company that does this. Facebook probably does it to a greater extent. Instagram does it to a greater extent. YouTube does it to a huge extent. These black box algorithms that essentially allow a company to hide certain content, limit reach to certain accounts and certain content creators, and amplify certain voices. In an area that's supposed to be a public square, the public has virtually no say in what they see or what they hear or what words are amplified. And instead, all of it comes through these algorithms. But who's behind those algorithms? Well, that's one of the things we're hoping to learn. As Elon Musk reveals what these black box algorithms are all about, we're hoping that he'll also reveal the entities, the groups, the organizations, and yes, even the governments that have been utilizing these systems to crush dissension, to crush free speech, to crush the will and the voice of the people. Musk has an opportunity here so much bigger than just one platform. Guys, thanks so much for watching. Be sure to check out all of all right. our videos and you can check them out. On all right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, ben Swan doing a phenomenal job as always, ladies and gentlemen. I really appreciate Ben Swan doubling down in defense of this. And I hope Ben Swan's right that, you know what, Elon Musk will reveal the black box algorithms. Um, Sovereign.media for Ben Swan's stuff. Great stuff. But I don't have the optimism Ben Swan has. Okay. Uh, look, will Donald Trump lock up Hillary? No, not even maybe. Okay. We'll talk about that next hour. Uh, will. Uh, you know, we get the algorithms. Well, we get the who, what, when, where, why. We might get little tidbits. 
okay? But we're not going to get the real in-depth details. And even if we get enough to be damning evidence to some degree, it's not going to have any accountability. It's not going to have any repercussions. Look, Hillary Clinton has been caught in scandal after scandal after scandal, ladies and gentlemen. Right? But yet it doesn't do any good. She's above the law. Do you understand what I mean? Okay. Hillary's not going anywhere. She's just going to laugh and mock and maybe even run for president again. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is there's no accountability. Hillary should be in prison. Bill should be in prison. How come Bill Cosby went to prison, but Bill Clinton didn't go to prison? Bill Cosby's got more money than Clinton, right? Well, I don't know about that. It all depends on connections and if you're part of the deep state, and etc. right? So I appreciate that Elon Musk might do this. He might get a hold of Twitter. But when he starts to promote democracy, hey, our democracy's in, in danger. Look, Elon, you have every right to say what you want and think what you want. I agree with your free speech ability. But I can also tell you, we don't have a democracy, my friend. If you want to defend a democracy and protect us, because our democracy is at stake, you don't even know what kind of government we have. How the heck are you going to double down in defense of the Constitution if you don't even know what kind of constitutional republic we have, right? Um, so I appreciate the idea, but it reminds me of the Donald Trump idea. Well, we're going to make the media accountable. We're going to sue them for libel, and we're going to you know, change the libel laws to make these people accountable for their dishonesty. No, we're not. We didn't do any of that. Oh, we're going to lock up Hillary. No, we're not. We didn't do any of that. Oh, we're going to go ahead and get the bottom line on, on Barack Obama's birth certificate. It's a fraud. We're going to. No, you're not. Okay. So they'll roll out enough information to have you and I believe that we're making progress like they always do. But these media platforms are stifling conversations. They're committing vote fraud. Look, where's Elon Musk talking about vote fraud? But will we, will we really get the black box algorithms behind the scenes? Will we, will we really know who done it, who controlled it? And even if we do know that, will there be accountability and a change of the guard, if you will? Or will it be just status quo? Yeah, the government did commit fraud uh, voting, but it's too late to do anything about it now. <laughs> We've already had Joe Biden serve for two years. Now he's so senile he can't serve anyway. Oh, well, no harm, no foul. Is that where we are? I pray that it makes a difference, but I don't have a lot of confidence. Do you? The only way is to have the new media taking center stage really deliver the news the networks refuse to use and then have enough Americans join together in action to demand accountability, transparency, and the true rule of law. Let's find out who's really committing treason and then take appropriate action. Shall we? Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I'm Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally, would you please? And God save the republic. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for April the 27th. 
in the year of our Lord 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. The blueprint for liberty, the Constitution, one of the great solutions we have. The checks and balances brilliantly articulated and one of the great solutions we have. We have a lot of ways to restore the republic, a lot of ways to preserve the nation, a lot of ways to return to the moral high ground that our founding fathers so eloquently articulated and so brilliantly fought for, died for, bled for, gave their honors and their sacred their sacred honors and their fortunes for, right? All right. Anyway, I digress. There's a lot going on in the news. As you know, we've been on the road for like 10 days. <laughs> and we'll be on the road again next week, too. We're going to be on the road a lot this year. Uh, but hopefully some great broadcasts on the road will, will be the um, result, right? Uh, anyway, we covered last, how long ago was it now? A week ago, Tuesday. Uh, we covered this run uh, the V to V run is what it's called village to village run by uh, Tom Jones. And uh, in the V to V run, he's running all the way from Montevallo, Alabama, the American village there to the new American village happening in Hurricane, Utah. Well, it's a big ripping long run to say the least. He's going to run 76 marathons and 76 days and we just checked last night he's somewhere in mississippi right now he started in alabama he's going all the way to the great state of utah uh, anyway here's a uh, an audio clip from a video of exactly who he is why he's running this is really riveting uh, here it is tom as a professional ultra endurance athlete I've never had a stronger why for what I'm about to accomplish. So I used to be a professional fighter. I fought for 20 years. I have seven major titles. The winner by unanimous decision, Tom But I never really felt great. I only felt great for a minute when they declared me the winner of the fight. And then I went back into sort of a dark place inside. There was a foster care facility in my area that wanted a playground, and they didn't have enough money for it. So I came up with the idea of running from Oregon to Mexico on foot and raising money to buy this playground. And when we dedicated that playground, it was really the first time in my entire life that I felt like my life was worthwhile, that I had a purpose to be here. And it felt so good, I wanted to do it again. So in 1999, I did it again. And in 2000, I ran 121 consecutive marathons from Huntington Beach, California to New York City, stopping at foster care facilities to share my story along the route. It became a feel-good addiction for me. And 25 years later, I find myself running from Alabama to Utah again for kids for this American village idea where they bring kids in and they educate them on freedom, family, faith, and being good constitutional law-abiding citizens. And I can't think of a better way to use my athletic ability than to bring awareness and raise money for this incredible American village that they're building in the West. My name's Lex Howard. I'm the CEO of Balance of Nature and founder of United We Pledge. 
what the American Village has done in the East is phenomenal for children. They have made it so that kids can come to one location and have the experience that so many of us have had to go on weekend trips over and over again, all the way across the United States, just to go and visit these historical places. We're doing it in one location, and we're now doing it on the West Coast. The American Village concept is so strong because it helps kids step onto the stage of American history and live the journey in real life rather than in the classroom. The V to V run stands for village to village. And I'm going to take a sapling from the American Village in the east and I'm going to run it on foot to break ground for a village in the west, an American Village in the west. It is so important to me when my little boy came to me after taking him to the American village on the East Coast and was excited about what he had learned. It was like something had clicked for him. I remember when that click was made for me and it was much later in life. We're going to give people that in a much faster form. So I wanna invite you. I wanna invite you to join in on what Balance of Nature has decided to do in donating money and time, and everything you can to be able to make this happen because I know that this is going to change the United States of America. I am extremely excited about it. And let me also invite you to be a part of this village to village run. Tom Jones is such a phenomenally amazing guy. You should just get involved just to meet him alone. But this is going to help us push this forward, to push this, this village being built by 2026. I'm getting ready to run 76 consecutive marathons from Alabama to Utah. That's what I'm going to do. So the question becomes, what are you going to do? Whether you're coming out to cheer me on and wave a flag, whether you're coming to meet me and run with me, whether you're coming to one of the freedom summits along the route, or going online and making a donation, just come out and get involved. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Jones. Why the heck is he running 76 marathons in 76 days? Because he believes the American Village message, the American Village education the American Village experience is worth that kind of sacrifice. He says, I'm going to take a sapling from the American Village of the East, and I'm going to run it by foot, if you will, to the American Village of the West, groundbreaking, happening on the 4th of July weekend or week, if you will. Uh, and it's really a tremendous story of sacrifice and suffering. Uh, a man who grew up in foster homes and struggled his whole life, but a man who uh, really is an extreme athlete, uh, but a man who also then understands and has discovered the sacred cause of liberty and realizes how important it is and then decides to go ahead and lead by example. And, and he's going to make this run, a run of sacrifice, a run to raise money, a run to focus on education, true, real education. And then Amanda says, hey, this is what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? for the sacred cause of liberty. And I played that because I want to really keep this in mind of what's happening. Lex Howard, 
and the balance of next Lex Howard is the CEO of the balance of nature um, company, but he's also donated a lot of money and a lot of time to put together this nonprofit organization uh, United. We pledge to really make a difference here. Uh, and I think it's tremendous work by these people. And I'm going to keep highlighting this. We're going to highlight his run. We're going to check in uh, from time to time with Tom, where he's at, what he's doing, have him on the radio, promote it. We were there at his kickoff. And uh, we're going to be there when he uh, literally comes in or lands, if you will, uh, in Utah. We're going to be there for all of it. And it's, it's tremendous. But I really want to take Tom's phrase and ask you, what are you going to do for the sacred cause of liberty? You know, I mentioned last hour about how, you know, Elon Musk's buying Twitter. Everybody thinks that's going to be the savior of the media. No, it's not. Everybody wants to, you know, hey, Jeff Bezos bought this and that. And, uh, you know, Bill Gates and this. And, hey, Mike Lindell and that. And all the Donald Trump is going to build his own media thing. And, you know, we hear over and over and over about what these individuals are going to do. And that's great. And I appreciate that. But I believe it's kind of like the left, right wing, same bird of prey, Republican and Democratic Party scenario. It sounds good. It sounds like there's opposition. It sounds like there's truth. But none of you, none of them really give you a glass of water to drink to quench your thirst. All they do is talk about how great tasting the water is, how clean and pure and wow, you can see all the way to the bottom of the lake kind of an idea. It's incredible. And they give you this, this wonderful mirage. Uh, in other words, it's, it's kind of like how in the scriptures, how God says, you know, they draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It reminds me of that. They draw to the solutions with their lips. But the action is, the reality is so far from the solutions, it's not even funny. And that's kind of why I bring this thing up is to say, look, how do you know when people are for real? How do you know when people are just goading you, mocking you? They don't really have any intent to deliver on what they're talking about, really. How? What do you think? Because I really believe that's the case in, in most scenarios, that a lot of people talk about these things, but you're never ending up getting a drink of water. You never end up really changing the game. Um, how do we march towards socialism? How do we march towards communism so quickly, so holistically, with you know, all these conservative people in the media that are supposedly going to stop big tech and stop big government and stop big media. And how come we're so disjointed and scattered and not even on the same page? And, and how do we take America back? I believe the sacrifice of people like Tom Jones are one of the keys. We'll talk about it more in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. 
www.freedomfactor.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. I didn't get asked to the junior prom, and it's raining, which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left, and I was so mad I got out, and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money, and then I dropped it in the water, and I was late for history, and so at lunchtime, I had to find something on John Stuart Mill, which, of course, our library didn't have, so I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom, and she found something on the Internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me, and that's a whole other story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout, and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool. And of course, I forgot the bibliography, so I had to do that with my mother when I got home. And it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning. And I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew. But my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team. And, you know, I'm just not going to go to the prom, no matter who asks me. I just want to stay home with my mom and dad. Family. And just hang out. Isn't it about time? Unless Dustin asks me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So we're talking about Tom Jones and his incredible V2V run, Village to Village run. I know in the video they talked about the uh, on the West Coast and on the East Coast, but it's not exactly true. Uh, it's Alabama to Utah. So it's not really on the coast. Alabama's not near any coast that I know of, unless you go to the Gulf Coast. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, and, and Utah's not on any coast. So it's not coast to coast. But it is, no doubt, on the east and the west of the Mississippi. So the Montevallo, Montevallo original American village east of the Mississippi and the new one in Hurricane, Utah, coming up, they're working on, is going to be west of the Mississippi. So it's tremendous indeed. It's a lot of serious, serious uh, in my opinion, personal sacrifice, which is really important, right? Um, uh, so I, I commend them. I commend uh, Tom. I, combel, I commend Balance of Nature, the company putting their money where their mouth is. I, I commend CEO Lex Howard uh, for his stance. And I, I really want to know, what are you going to do for the sacred cause of liberty? And a lot of these media moguls are getting into the media, and I appreciate that, and I hope they really have a true narrative. But my experience is that we talk big about some landmark change. If only we had control of Twitter. If only we this. If only we that. <clears throat> you're not, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to save America by one event. Okay? So Tom Jones's run, singularly, may not do a whole lot. It's a lot of sacrifice by one guy. It's certainly a riveting story. It's certainly commendable. And it will move the needle towards liberty. Every act of good promotes good. Every act of evil promotes evil. So I'm not saying that it's not important, but what I'm saying is what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is really embark on an educational campaign like no other to teach people it's not only about learning, 
Look, even Satan knows that Jesus is the Christ. That doesn't save by that knowledge. You've got to act, right? You can't just talk. You've got to act. You can't just learn and know. You've got to do something. And that's really where kind of the rubber meets the road. And folks, so you know what? Don't depend upon Elon Musk to bring back Twitter and, and, and save free speech in America. Don't depend on Donald Trump to win in 2024, and that's going to solve the problems we face in America. Don't count on those um, singular acts. Why don't we focus on what we individually can do? What am I doing? Well, I've been on the radio for 25-plus years telling the tale of liberty. Literally for a long time, it was two hours a day. Then it was three hours a day for a long time. And now we're back to two hours a day, but we added from five days to six days a week. Right? Uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of hours have been um, cataloged, if you will, on the radio. I'm doing my best to use my talents to tell the tale of liberty and educate and to encourage, to provide a, a, a real focus on what matters. That is God, family, and country. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Tom Jones is running. Lex Howard of, of uh, Balance of Nature, putting a bunch of money, dedicating land, providing incredible leadership, right? That's what he's doing. All kinds of people are involved in the sacred cause of liberty. We've got to do two things. We have got to invite and encourage more to get involved. Then we've got to educate them so that when they get involved, they actually make a difference. So let me give you an example. What are you going to do on the 4th of July? Are you going to light out fireworks, drink beer, get too full of food, and, hey, it was a great day? Or are you going to do something patriotic? Are you going to do something to bring alive in the hearts and souls of men and women, boys and girls everywhere, that America matters? What matters? Not just borders, although they matter. Uh, but what really matters is understanding of principles and the proper application of those principles. That's what really matters. Okay, it's great that Elon Musk will let you say whatever you want to on Twitter. But understand, ladies and gentlemen, that is only a first step, even if he gets that done. If he doesn't get it done, it doesn't matter at all, right? But even if he gets it done, then what are you going to tweet on Twitter? Right? Are you going to double down and tell the truth on vote fraud? Are you going to double down in defense of jettisoning the education department entirely? Because the FBI and the Justice Department and the CIA is all in bed with your local school boards to call you a terrorist. All right, what are we going to do with the knowledge that we have? So I'll give you an example. I appreciate everybody complaining at their government schools. I appreciate everybody trying to call a halt to the con game on critical race theory and, and perverted sexual uh, gender euphoria and all this stuff. I appreciate truth tellers everywhere. But are you really going to do something about it? We don't want to just reform your school. We need to abolish the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, right? Take money. Are they going to move us into a digital money scenario? There's so many different money systems around the world that have all moved to digital, leaving the Americans, quote, way behind. But do you want to be left behind? 
Do you want to be left behind or not? See, I want to be left behind in the digital money revolution. Why? Because I don't believe digital money is the answer. But see, they're like, we got to hurry up and catch up, right? Well, is that going to do you any good? I don't think so. You're just going to move from a paper fiat currency to a digital fiat currency. Does that really help your cause? I don't think so. It just makes it easier for fraud to be committed. It makes it easier for them to literally control whether you can buy or sell. It literally puts us in a worse position, in my opinion. The only real answer is honest money. The only real people working on this in a meaningful way that I know of is Larry Hilton, well-known attorney from Utah, that has pushed so hard he's made a legal tender gold and silver in the great state of Utah. Other states are starting to follow that pattern and that proper leadership. Opening up money to honest competition, letting the good money drive out the bad is the answer. Larry Hilton on to something. And you say, well, Sam, that's great, but in the new world we live in, everything's digital. You can't get away from that. We can't just go back to gold and silver, Sam. You could go back to the liquid gold concept that Larry Hilton has put in place. Larry Hilton, the dear friend, the U, the uh, Precious Metals Association, UPMA, United Precious Metals Association, they're doing a tremendous job. But how do we tell more about it? How do we help people understand it, right? How do we get people involved in it? So I'm saying the it, it, real issue here is we need more Americans to sacrifice money, time, talents, prayers, everything on this sacred cause of liberty. We need people to move to places of freedom. We need to elect good, honest, wise servants of the republic, not just a conservative that sounds great in sound bites, somebody who's real, somebody who understands what they, they mean, somebody who will back what they say, not just talk about it. Somebody who will actually take you to the river where you, so you know where the water is, but then importantly to help you get a drink of that crystal clear, clean, refreshing water. See, real, honest, open education is about that. It's not just talk about how beautiful the lake is, and man, it's a crystal clear lake, and you can see all the way to the bottom, and wow, wouldn't a cold drink of that Rocky Mountain water be good? you got to actually drink from the well, Right? You've actually got to participate, take action, do something. And so uh, Tom Jones saying, I'm running village to village for sacrifice. To try to bring back the idea that the founders sacrificed so much. And it's going to require sacrifice in our day as well. An interesting parallel, an interesting run. But what are you going to sacrifice? Will it be money, time? talents what efforts can you make what are you going to do for liberty well i'm going to do this tom i'm going to continue my 25 plus year legacy on the radio and i'm going to do my best to appear at all these different events to highlight them to promote them to uh, advance their cause that's why we were live in alabama last week that's why we'll be live uh in uh utah when he uh runs when he finishes his run, I don't know how to describe it. When he lands in Utah, if you will. I'm going to do my best to try to go out sometime in the middle of his race and meet him somewhere and see if I can't highlight and promote that. I'm going to do my best to sit on um, committees and boards to, to bring forward these efforts by genuine patriots that are trying to do the very best they can. 
I'm going to do my best in the roundtable to tell you the tale, to bring these things to your attention, to encourage you to get involved. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my gift of gab given to me by God Almighty to express the in awe that I feel of our founding fathers and their hard work. We don't worship them. We worship God Almighty, but we're sure grateful for their sacrifice. Will you help us carry on the legacy? Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. People who haven't had coronavirus are now considered the minority in America. The CDC says about 60% of people tested between December and February had antibodies, meaning they were infected at some point. That's double the amount from before the Omicron variant. For children, the number soared to 75%. A boy has been arrested for the murder of a 10-year-old Wisconsin girl in a wooded area near her aunt's house, with cops saying the suspect knew the victim. Chippewa Falls Police Chief Matt Kelm. Investigators executed a search warrant at 422 North Grove Street. Evidence was collected and additional interviews were conducted. The fourth grader had gone missing on Sunday night after being in her aunt's house four blocks from her own home. A Mercy medical helicopter pilot and flight instructor were killed in a crash Tuesday during a training flight in western New York. It took place between Buffalo and Rochester. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I have religiously taken the balance of nature. I haven't missed one day and I'm loving the product. I feel better. My wife has noticed that I've felt better. And I've noticed that I want to get up and go piddle in the garage and, you know, do something that doesn't matter to anybody on earth but me. But I have the energy to where I want to do that. So I really think Balance of Nature is helping me. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Southern California officials on Tuesday declared a water shortage emergency for the first time ever and imposed unprecedented outdoor water usage restrictions on the region's roughly 6 million residents. Residents in parts of Los Angeles, Ventura, and San Bernardino counties will be required to restrict outdoor watering to one day a week. That is the demand from the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California. There's a messy primary taking place up in Michigan. A group tied to Republican gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon challenged nominating petitions submitted by rival candidate James Craig. They said Craig likely did not turn in enough valid signatures to qualify for the GOP primary. Dixon, the former host of a conservative news show, and Craig, the ex-Detroit police chief, are among 10 Republicans who filed petitions by April 19th, the deadline to contest those signatures is Tuesday. Katie Lewis is reporting, and this is USA Radio News. Yeah, buddy, our, our friend Tom Jones is running, man. He's in a place called Starkville. 
or if you're from the South, Starkville. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi, which is 140 plus miles from Montevallo. Uh, and it's hard to say how many miles because when you run, it's not the same as a car and et cetera. But all I'm telling you is, wow, the guy's running every day, getting it done. Uh, tremendous personal sacrifice for the sacred cause of liberty. We commend him for his run. But the real question is, what are you going to do for the sacred cause of liberty? And I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm doing the very best I can with the very limited amount of talents I really have, right? Uh, and I want you to do the same. Get on your knees and find out what you ought to be doing. Should you be funding Liberty Roundtable Live? Should you be funding LivingLiberty.net? Well, Balance of Nature CEO Lex Howard doing what he can. Now, Hillary Clinton literally, uh, I don't know what to say about this, but literally is absolutely caught in lies. Headline says, quote, John Durham issues trial subpoenas to members of the Clinton campaign and the DNC. So let me get this straight. John Durham issues trial subpoenas to the members of the Clinton campaign. Basically, the idea is, hey, there's problems here, right? Now, the Epic Times reported this. The battle is on. John Durham issuing subpoenas to members of Clinton campaign. But see, that doesn't mean they're even touching Hillary yet, right? Well, then the lawyers for Clinton, the lawyers for the Democratic National Committee, are saying that, hey, attorney-client privilege should allow them to keep the records concealed. What do you think of that? Now, the next headline in WorldNet Daily, Art Moore with the Peace, says this, Beyond Dirty Tricks. Look what Hillary firm hired, shoveled to the media. They say it's a lawyer's last defense, if you will. What does that even mean? Does it mean we're going to have accountability? As far as I can tell, no. All right. Art Moore is doing a great job in WorldNetDaily about this, or WND.com. But Hillary Clinton isn't really going anywhere. Headline says... Special Counsel John Durham has found explosive new evidence to support his working theory that Hillary Clinton, in an effort to deflect attention from the probe of her abusive classified information in defeat of Donald Trump, colluded with the Russians and established media to smear the Republican candidate. We're called the Russia collusion hoax, if you will, right? But in a court filing earlier this month, Durham now says the evidence in his probe of the Obama administration's investigation into the now debunked charge of Russia collusion with Trump, it's leading him to conclude that Hillary Clinton, her operatives, and her campaign staff joined a conspiracy to undermine Trump during the 2016 campaign. Now, 
Is that true? Listen to me. In a court filing, John Durham is saying, hey, Hillary Clinton, her operatives, and her campaign joined a joint venture for conspiracy to undermine Trump during the 2016 campaign. Now, here's the problem. You ready for the problem? We're getting, well, there was vote fraud in the 2016 campaign now by Hillary. But don't worry, the 2020 campaign was above reproach. You see the lie? Durham has already produced evidence that indicted Clinton lawyer Michael Sessman. He falsely told the FBI that he was not working on any behalf of any client. When he delivered to the Bureau of Investigations, the bogus claim that Trump had a secret communication channel with the Kremlin in Moscow. The false allegations against Trump ended up on the main page of major newspapers, citing anonymous sources supposedly familiar with the FBI probe. Now, the Washington Times reported on Tuesday, quote, Durham has attained evidence that undermines the last line of defense for Sessman and the Clinton campaign, that the campaign hired search or research firm Fusion GPS to do illegal work. Yeah, they say, well, it's legal work, and it's supposed to be protected client privilege. But now they're saying, no, it wasn't legal work at all. That's the problem. It doesn't deserve attorney-client privilege. See, when does it cross the line, right? That's really the question. If it's legal, then maybe she should be afforded attorney-client privilege. But the problem is it's not true. It's illegal. And that's what John Durham is proving. Ahead of the upcoming trial of Sessman, a former partner at the Clinton law firm, Perkins Coy, so Clinton and I guess this guy worked there, Durham obtained hundreds of emails showing employees of Fusion GPS peddled to journalists under unverified allegations against Trump. Individuals from Clinton's campaign then tried to keep the damning of evidence from the trial by asserting, by asserting that Fusion GPS research for the campaign should be protected under client attorney privilege. What do you think of that? I think it's bogus. Now, the Epic Times, or no, not the Epic Times, I guess the Times, reported that GPS, Fusion GPS emails that were fed erroneously to these newspapers is what led to the New York Times, Reuters, articles about the FBI investigation of the now debunked story. The Fusion, quote, hired hands also peddled a false report published by the Wall Street Journal about the Trump advisor meeting with a former KGB official close to Russian President Vladimir Putin. What do you think of that? There's also a Washington Post article about the false claim that Trump 
campaign advisor was investing in Russia. Fusion GPS is the firm that commissioned the infamous dossier of bogus, salacious claims about Trump, later shown to be sourced by anonymous Russian operatives. That was the catalyst for the Obama Justice Department of the investigation of alleged Trump-Russia collusion. Earlier this month, the Federal Election Commission gave fines to Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign and the Democratic National Committee for hiding its funding of and connection to the now-debunked dossier. It was Sessman's partner at Perkins Coy, senior campaign official Mike Elias, or Mark Elias, who pushed the dossier to the FBI. The document was the evidence promoted to a secret FBI court to obtain warrants to then spy on the Trump campaign. Uh, Elias, along with Clinton campaign officials John Podesta and Robbie Hook, have investigated or have put together these affidavits in the Sessman case that said, hey, Fusion GPS was hired to avoid liability for defamation or libel. But if the derogatory information is privileged, then GPS Fusion would have exercised caution seeking permission or guidance from the campaign before embarking on this and releasing information to reporters and to the public at large. The special counsel reasoned that if the purpose of Fusion GPS's retention was, as Mr. Elias implies, to determine the balance of what could and could not be done, then the record would have reflected genuine efforts to remain within bounds. And it would do so confidentially, but that wasn't the reality check. Hang tight. We'll talk more in seconds. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. 
Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. And on your radio, talking about hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use that very few talk about. The New York Times, the mainstream press, not willing to discuss. They got caught in their lies, though, and now they're pretty silent on the topic. But they were doubling down in the 2016 and 2020 elections. All kinds of falsehoods, all kinds of bogus narratives regarding Donald Trump. Literally, though, now we've caught Hillary in vote fraud for 2016. She's even been fined over it. But no accountability, no jail time, none of that kind of stuff. And now 2020, they want you to believe that it's the squeakiest clean election ever, that it's all good, that it's all fine. They lie, ladies and gentlemen. Well, John Durham now issues trial subpoenas to members of the Clinton campaign. So not only did they get fined for 2016, but now we've got trial subpoenas to members of the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. The Epic Times with the details. Where's the mainstream press? The campaign and the attorney's lawyers argue that attorney-client privilege should keep the record sealed. No way. This is where we, the people, need to get involved yesterday. You need to push everyone, congressmen, senators, everyone, to get to the bottom of this and create accountability. You know what? A subpoena is not enough. A uh, fine for campaign, whatever, not enough. Now we're talking about beyond dirty tricks. Yep, Hillary and crew hired to create bogus reports on Donald Trump. Emails now demolish attorney's last defense. WorldNet Daily or WND.com with this piece. Now, I find this riveting. And I'll tell you why, again, are they just going to bring us to the brink? Are they just going to tell us we're getting to the bottom of it? We're having accountability. Boy, howdy, isn't that lake deep? Just pure, fresh, clear water. You can see all the way to the bottom. Are they just going to tease us and titillate us and tempt us with truth? Or are they really going to double down? and create accountability and transparency and prosecute to the fullest extent of the law and literally find out those who have committed treason and then take according appropriate action. I wish they would do the latter, but I predict the former is going to be the case. John Durham exposing this. But it's beyond dirty tricks now, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just like, huh, got them. We took the W's off of all the keyboards in the in the White House when George W. Bush left and uh, Barack Obama replaced him. Uh, we got rid of all the W's on the keyboard there to kind of mock. That's dirty trick stuff. 
stupid, vandalism, criminal activity, but dirty tricks, right? This is beyond that. This goes to vote fraud and vote goes to treason, ladies and gentlemen. Look, you cannot literally create opposition research on your opponent in the election. You say, don't worry. It's okay. Hillary lost, Sam. It's okay. Barack Obama's not in office, Sam. Yeah, Barack Obama launched the investigation on false information that Hillary provided and team provided and funded. And But don't worry. That was the 2016 election where see Donald won and Hillary lost anyway. Her dirty tricks didn't help her there. Don't fool yourself, ladies and gentlemen, because the question becomes, when will we find out the rest of the story? We're finding out in 2020 all about the stuff that happened in 16 or 15 as they were running for the election, right? Will it be in 2024 that they finally go, okay, we lied. We said there was no vote fraud, but there really was. We peddled the wrong stories and we attacked Donald. How much does it affect the current election cycle that just took place? In other words, the 2020 election, when you've got vote fraud in 2016, when you've got those false narratives being promoted way beyond 2016, uh, when you literally have opposition research done from one candidate to another, and then that opposition research is used to impeach someone, and we, it turns out to be bogus information, how will that affect their ability to get reelected? You can't pretend that there was fraud in 2016, but oh no, it was a squeaky clean election in 2020. That's a lie. It's an absolute lie. So we've got the smoking gun now on election fraud for 2020. Hillary Clinton and her team committed vote fraud in 2016, and that narrative continued into 2020. Oh, Donald Trump is involved with Russia. Oh, Donald Trump is this. Donald Trump is that. To the point where, hey, it affected the 2020 election. How do I know? Well, what accountability happened? None. Right? Where do we go from there? So the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, I'm convinced that we have the evidence of vote fraud. They claim we don't. They claim anytime we discuss vote fraud, it's like, oh, you know, uh, they didn't stuff the ballot boxes. They didn't have uh, voting machines do this, do that, whatever the case may be. It may be more simple. It may be just dirty tricks have gone way over the line, and Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, whoever all in bed to work together to take down and to, well, the biggest reason I know there's vote fraud is because, hey, in addition to all the vote fraud we just highlighted due to John Durham's research and investigations, subpoenas, fines, etc., I reported the 2020 election. We were live on the radio that night, covering wall to wall. And about 10.30 or that range p.m., Donald Trump was in a commanding lead. Then all the networks just stopped the vote counts. We're not going to report on it till Monday, they said. And supposedly everybody went to bed, right? You and I might have, but they certainly did not, right? They didn't go to bed. They committed vote fraud. And then we woke up and, wow, a completely different narrative. By golly, 
a surge by Joe. Poor Don. Poor Donald, a surge by Joe. Then they took that all the way now to the January 6th discussion. And anybody who tried to get to the truth on the election was shut down, called domestic terrorists, called insurrectionists, all led by Donald Trump. And the truth is, folks, they lied and got caught with vote fraud. And the only way they can cover it up is to call us a terrorist. Now you say, Sam, you don't have proof of what you talk about. Well, you know that Congress was supposed to dig in to get that proof. They were supposed to really investigate this thing. But somehow it ran off the rails. Somehow Congress did not investigate. In fact, after the, quote, insurrectionist behavior, Congress just doubled down, uh, confirmed all their delegates, if you will, and no harm, no foul. They moved along, supposedly, right? Well, the problem that I'm having with that is where was the investigation that Congress was supposed to do? It never happened. Well, Sam, it didn't happen because there were insurrectionists, by God, that almost killed us all. We were fearing for our lives. They lie. They weren't fearing for their lives. 99% of the people there didn't even go into the Capitol. There was a few whacked out people that took advantage of the situation that went there. There might have even been a few violent people that clashed with the police, etc., etc. I'm not denying that there's bad apples in the barrel. I'm just telling you that the general push by the mainstream Oh, is that the mainstream press that pushed that Joe Biden, or uh, I'm sorry, Donald Trump had ties to Russia when it turns out that he didn't? Is that the same media that told you Joe Biden's squeaky clean and there's nothing behind the Hunter scandals? In fact, that wasn't even Hunter's laptop. It was no big deal. It's all a lie by the conservative right-wing extremists. And now John Durham literally reporting that Hillary Clinton was involved in a conspiracy to overturn the election. What are we going to find out in another two to four years? Oh, Joe Biden should not have been president. He wasn't really the president. He was just the resident. Yeah, the schizophrenic resident of uh, the White House there. Uh, sorry. Well, it'd be too late and a dollar short to do anything about it then, right? Is that what we're going to find out? Is that what's going to happen? Or are we the people going to double down? Tom Jones said it best. I'm running 26 miles, 26.2 miles a day for 76 days. I'm putting together my talents to highlight and raise money for. I'm sacrificing for this Montevallo village or Montevallo American village. And I want one built in the West. And so I'm going to help raise money. What are you going to do then, Tom says? And I think that's the question. Are we going to demand accountability here? Or is Hillary just going to get a couple of slap on the wrist fines? Is Joe Biden going to get away with working with Hunter Biden's business partners and business dealings and uh, collusion and corruption and business ties internationally? And is Joe going to get away with that? How about Hunter? Are we going to have accountability for Hunter? Right now, as far as I understand, your government at our taxpayers' expenses is protecting Hunter Biden. But are we going to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law? Are we going to find out who's guilty of treason? Is Elon Musk really going to get to the bottom of the Twitter black box reality, to the black box algorithms, and really find out what's going on? Are we going to have transparency with John Durham, or are we just going to get a couple of nuggets 
that incense us but don't do anything real. Right? When somebody says, yeah, Hillary uh, committed campaign fraud against Donald, do I just go, oh, that's horrible, Donald. I'm so sorry, buddy. Or do we create accountability and say, look, somebody's got to go to prison over this insurrection. They're literally tampering with the system that is one of our, in my opinion, most sacred responsibilities. That is the need to vote. Now, some would say, well, if I don't vote, say, am, I, am I the bad guy? Am I throwing away my vote? Shouldn't I vote for the lesser of two evils? No, I don't think you should. I don't. But I will say this. No matter what you do, you have every right to do it. If you choose not to vote, you're really voting for none of the above, are you not? How big is the non how big is the none of the above choice when it comes to non-voters? Even if they say, well, I wasn't intending to choose none of the above, that's what you choose by your lack of voting, right? None of the above is the choice. So, ladies and gentlemen, I pray that we the people figure out what are we gonna do? What can we do? What ought we be doing to preserve this country? Remember, it's a culture war out there, folks, and we're losing it right now, big time. What's it going to take for us to obtain the upper hand? Well, it's going to take talk show hosts that bring you all the way to the water to drink, not just talk about how beautiful and how deep and clear the lake is. Man, that water looks ice cold. No, we've got to take action, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to double down and deliver. We've got to work together. We've got to set aside differences. We've got to say it's about America, the greatest country on the face of the earth. It's about keeping her great going forward. Not because we're better than anybody else, but because then we can shed the light, share the light on the hill. That's what we want to do. LovingLiberty.net, donate today. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Both hours in the can. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.